Today's show is brought to you by Cable News. Remember, it's not news unless we can drive it into the ground 29 hours a day. KHJ Los Angeles. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recording. You're listening to the radio. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. That is so stupid. Comedy is very subjective. It's one of the reasons that I'm a winner. Good morning and welcome. So what are we doing today? Are you ready to be entertained? Who's doing the morning show? The morning show? The morning show. We are. We are. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. All the better. All the better. We wake up early so you don't have to. You know, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Enough chit-chat. Let's get the show started. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. The Mike Show, as evidenced by the logo on the screen. Mm-hmm. Right there. Uh, right here, right now on Radio 434, the Radio 434 apps and radio434.com also on Alexa there she is Uh, how do you get our live show and our feature channel on Alexa you say well it's pretty simple it is even I could do it (laughs) Uh, you enable the skill one time you say Alexa enable the radio 434 skill and she will. And then every time you want to listen after that, you just say, Alexa, play Radio 434. Uh, you can get our podcast on Alexa as well. That's even easier. Uh, you just say, Alexa, play the Mike Show VA podcast. Uh, and you can find that on Apple and Spotify, Amazon Music, RSS.com, and our website, Radio434.com. Uh, and, oh, and you can even look at our mugs. Oh, if you're that lucky or, you know, or, daring. You know, yes, if you are daring, if you're yeah. if you're if you're into that sort of thing, uh you can watch us. It's not our OnlyFans page, uh but it's uh, it's pretty darn close. It's the um, handsomest. Yeah. You can, you can watch our show segments on the uh, Facebook Live yeah. uh at the Mike Show VA. That's all one word, no spaces. At the Mike Show VA, um, and uh, you can watch all all of them. I mean, literally you know, since the dawn of time, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but my Alexa is starting to really overstep her bounds. Really, she's always asking me extra things like, hmm. "Would you like me to give you the forecast for the next thirteen days?" Did she like, off, Did she know. offer a back rub? No, she doesn't. But she <laughs> one time she offered to mow the lawn. <laughs> the, the other day she offered to eat. My breakfast cereal for oh, me. Oh, okay. Like, no, thank right. you, Alexa. May, may I eat your breakfast cereal? For you. <laughs> for Stop. you, Bill. Stop. <laughs> uh, but no, no, she's getting a little cocky, I think. Um, no, uh, our our Alexa. Um, I said I said our Alexa. Hello! Yeah. She, um, she, she, I think, I think she was plotting to kill me at one time. Probably. Um, she snickered. Yeah, no, she'll do that. Yeah, I walked into the room. She's getting really snide. I I walked into the room. I walked into the kitchen because that's where it's at. And I was rooting around in a cupboard or something. And then I heard... (laughs) Yeah. And I turned around and the blue light had just disappeared. Yeah. And and, And I'm like... Whoa! Wait a minute. Yeah, she's plotting creepier all the time. Yeah, and and then well, I I, I, I could tell you this story, but it'll take all day. Well, um, do you remember the I'm Tom? Do you remember the Tom Tom? Sure. 
the uh, the not not the not the drums. Oh, uh, but the there was a there was a navigation device back before. Oh yeah, back before we got all these yeah. uh, fancy cell phones. I forgot about that. But yes, yeah. yes. Well, that was in the interim period. We had cell phones, but the the most uh, the most advanced was the BlackBerry. And the BlackBerry right. did not have any kind of navigating or GPS uh, right. uh, device on it. Uh, so the TomTom yeah. was its own separate uh, navigation device and that you would buy. And that's all it did. Yeah. And you would install that in your car. And then you'd have to, you'd have to occasionally uh, take it out of the car, plug it into your computer to update apps or right. u- update, update, the update maps. maps, not apps, but yeah. maps. Yeah, apps and, with an M. And, and especially if you were planning on going on a long trip, uh, you would have to do that. You would have to update. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have any real-time information. So, uh, you know, there was no... Uh, you didn't get any traffic updates right. or accident. Yeah, you know, no cr- accidents crash ahead. There's a cop up ahead yeah, or any of that stuff. I, I love that. I yeah. love that now. Yeah, it's great. So... That didn't exist, but my TomTom uh, tried to kill me uh, on multiple occasions. Oh, I told you to turn and drive off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Multiple occasions, my TomTom would, uh, would would try and kill me it like that. It tried to Thelma and Louise you? Yeah, it did. Oh, it tried to get me to drive into lakes. It, it tried to get me to drive over railroad tracks that were active, uh-huh. uh, that, that didn't have a road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it 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 tried to do lots of things to me until uh, I got the last laugh. I unplugged it, and, and I never the used u- it again. The ultimate power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So uh, coming up on today's program, uh, we've got uh, Megan is going to be joining us. Excellent from the Share Greater Lynchburg, and she is bringing who is she bringing? Carrington uh, from Harvest Outreach Center. Yeah. So yeah. I I think too. Bill, when I get uh, when when I finally get around to not being a slacker. Oh yeah, well, well let's let's all hold our breath on that one. Please do, all right. blue boy. Um, so so wow. <laughs> well, you turn blue in the time. I know what you're you know saying. What I mean. Okay, I get the reference. So if uh, if when I bring that other monitor down here because I have to. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to attempt to reconfigure the way everything is laid out so that I will have the automation screen right in front of me so that I don't have to keep turning this way to look at the automation screen. Ah. And that well, that would I, be crafty. Well, yeah. And that, I mean, that was the original plan anyway. We were supposed to have two big curved monitors right in front of me. Oh, man. Um, but uh, the ones that I wanted were out of stock. Ah. And then the other ones the, were the next price up. And I was like, I'm not no. paying that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we were supposed to be a little fancier, um, and uh, and we're gonna do it. Cool. So anyway, yeah, um, so I, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna have everything right there, and that way that way I'll be able to pull up all the information. Yeah, you'll be without a, you'll having be less frantic. Go like this. Yeah. Um, also on the way, uh, of course, we got your five random facts. Of we got your stupid criminals in done news, and we're actually gonna lead with that. Um, about a man brandishing a gun in a supermarket. Yeah. Uh, and then we have our top list. So that is all on the way. Uh, this portion of the broadcast is brought to you in part by CMA's Honda of Lynchburg. Looking for a dealership you can trust? 
CMA's Honda of Lynchburg is here for you. Our legacy of quality service speaks for itself. Drive away today in a Honda that's perfect for you. Trusted by the Lynchburg community for years. CMA's Honda of Lynchburg. Owners just care more. Three Roads Brewery is Lynchburg's gathering spot. Enjoy the relaxed open atmosphere of the Lynchburg Tap Room with plenty of space to unwind or outside on their expansive patio with friends and the entire family. Check out Three Roads games, arcade style, darts, and more. And of course, an excellent selection of craft beers brewed on site. Grab a Three Roads today at their tap room, 1300 Court Street, downtown Lynchburg, their tap room in Farmville, or anywhere they serve great beer. Three Roads is also available at area convenience stores and supermarkets. And if they don't carry Three Roads, ask them to. Brewing Community, Three Roads Brewery. Need a workout buddy for 2024? Well, now is your chance to save 20% off your monthly dues when you refer a buddy to the YMCA of Central Virginia. When you refer your buddy to the Y and they join the Y, then you will both receive 20% off your monthly dues. You and your buddy can get healthy together while also saving up to $192 a year. Not a member? Join today with a buddy and you both can still save 20% off. Be healthy, be active, and save money by referring a buddy to the YMCA of Central Virginia. Coming to you live from the Stonecrafter Studios. For custom countertops and cabinetry, shop Stonecrafters Incredible Inventory at their Factory Direct Warehouse, 3678 Manita Road, Bedford. Online at StonecraftersVA.com. K-H-F! And now it's time for another episode of A Few Seconds Inside a Man's Head. Oh, what was I supposed to remember at the store? She said, don't forget to get the... She said, you always forget things. Don't forget to pick up the... Oh, I know. I'll call her about something else and she'll say, you didn't forget to pick up the... That's it. And that was another episode of A Few Seconds Inside a Man's Head. Yep. The Mike Show. That always happens. It uh, does. Although we, we, have a, uh, we have a running list. Uh, not, a, not a digital list. You would, think, you would think that doing a digital shopping list would make things easier. So that it would just be right on our phones. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I disagree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Well, we, I take a paper list every yeah, time. Yeah, I take a paper list. I yeah. think it's the most effective. It's uh, fine. It's right there. It's yeah. in my pocket. I we don't have, we yeah. keep we keep a, a notepad right in the kitchen. Yep. Yep. Uh, with a pen yep. and uh, right next to it, and it is the designated shopping list uh, notepad. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, so, you know, we're, we're always constantly adding stuff to it. And then when it's grocery time, we just, uh, we, you take know. Take that with you. Take the, yeah, it's, and, and it's Yeah, fine. there's some things that technology maybe really some, hasn't improved. Some things. Some things. But what about the 10 items or less express lane rule? Um, this guy and this, this story, I'm not going to do the full story because uh, this is a, a stupid criminal story. And that's going to be coming up a little later in the segment. However... I'll hit the highlights. Yeah, let's have uh, it. So there was a uh, the store clerk uh, was uh, uh, was was questioning uh, this guy. Uh, he was at the supermarket and he had more than ten items or less. He was right. in the express lane, right? And he had more than ten items. He's an express hold, right? So uh, rather than move, okay, uh, he lifted his shirt and he brandished a handgun in his waistband. Okay. Nice. Uh, and the employee backed off because you know the employee was like, "Dude, come on, you got more than ten items." Yeah. So the guy brandished a gun. Yeah. Um, the uh, store called uh, called the police. Uh, police tracked him down, and etc. etc. We'll get to that story. Yeah. Uh, later have on. You, have in, you ever noticed there's some words that are only used 
in one brandishing. Context. You can't brandish a toothbrush. Oh, I can brandish a toothbrush. No, no, you can't. No I'm, one. Ever, you, you maybe. I'm brandishing my coffee. You, you can, but no one ever uses that word. He mm. brandished a cup of coffee. It's always a gun. It's like I'm it's gonna, like tarmac. I'm. Brandishing Is there ever this. any tarmac other than at the airport? I, I. There's no tarmac. I want tarmac in my driveway. Well, sure. Yeah, but you can't have it because it's only for airports. I can have asphalt. Yeah, you, you certainly can. That's when you sit down on the end line hey on a now. tennis court. Isn't that when you sit down on the end line on a tennis court? No, that's, that's when that's when I have an unfortunate uh, 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 blowout. <laughs> Never mind. That's uh, that's asphalt. Never mind. Anyway, so this this gro- grocery shopping uh, shopper guy, uh, idiot, flashed a gun yeah. after he was confronted for having more than ten items or less in the express lane. Uh, but so he brandished. Yeah, he did some broccoli. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when when it comes to the most or to, it comes to the list of morons we encounter at the supermarket, they, that's not just the only moron. So can I just interject real yeah. quickly? Did yeah. you ever, you remember the Kids in the Hall show? That, I love the they, Kids they in the Hall. They had Sniglets, and one of the Sniglets was a person that gets in the ten items or less line with more than ten items is an express yeah. hole. <laughs> and, and the other one I loved was you know that fake grassy stuff that comes in an Easter basket. Yeah. What is that? It's called Easter turf. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, anyway. All right. Well, so this guy, again, you know, yeah. he's he's not the only uh, most annoying person at the grocery store. The guy that brandishes a gun. Uh, there are more. Yeah, there, of course. There, of course. Yeah, there are yeah. more people Bound that are annoying at the Bound, grocery store. Let's, let's have it. Yeah. And, and even besides the person that has too much stuff in the 10 items or less lane. Yeah. And let's get to it. Here we go. Number one. This is so long. Top most annoying people at the grocery store beside the person that has you, too much stuff in the 10 items or less. Length. You don't have to read that. Every I'm going to try That's not insane. to. All right. Okay. Here, we, here we go. Number one. The grandma in front of you paying by check. Uh, the employee who takes forever to show up and unlock the deodorant cage. <laughs> uh, this You're is buying a, ex- expensive yeah. deodorant if that happens. Top most annoying people at the grocery store. Aggressive Girl Scouts hawking cookies at the door. Uh, the customer who makes the rest of the line wait to go get something they forgot. Yeah. The little brat melting down in the cereal aisle. Top most annoying people in the grocery store. Uh, the customer who ignores the taken number machine and just barks out her deli order. That would be uh, that would be grocery store Karen. Really? Uh, top most annoying people at the grocery store. Idiots who haven't seen each other for a while and just block the aisle with their carts to catch up. Yeah. Uh, the bagger who puts the chips at the bottom. <laughs> Customers who thump a melon and then return it to the pile. You don't. You shouldn't thump your melon. Hey, don't thump you your melon don't unless thump you your mean melon it. In the store. So yeah. the other one that bugs me, quite yeah. honestly, yeah. is that person that stands in front of the milk, you know, display the refrigerator yeah. thing. Yeah. Just standing there, yeah. trying to figure out what milk to get. While you just, well, you know what you want. You just want to reach in and grab I know something. exactly. Just park what I right want. in front of it. Um, oh, man, just top most annoying people at the grocery store. Yeah, uh, whoever decided only songs by Peter Cetera can play overhead. Man. Um, and then I'm. Uh, this is a bonus. Uh, and I, man, this, I had, I had this issue. Uh, during uh, during the uh, pandemonium, yeah, and you you know you'd you'd go to the grocery store, and everybody was on high alert about germs and stuff, and and you know so automatically I, I'm I'm like Ugh, I don't even want to touch the cart, 
you know. Yeah. So I would I would make yeah. sure I, I I sanitize the cart rail handle. And I'm a germaphobe anyway. I'm not. Yeah, you you are kind of uh, not one. not are. quite. I'm not quite uh, Howie Mandel ish. Think I mean a kidney transplant. But I'm you know but I am I'm I'm kind of a germaphobe any, anyway. And and uh, so I went to the grocery store. And I'm already wigged out about you know how gross the the uh, the yeah. cart handles are, yeah. and wondering did they clean these? Did they not clean them? Did the person that's using their cart clean their cart handle? Um, and then and then, so there's this there's this lady. Hey, lady. She's riding one of those uh, scooters. Yeah. And she reached in to the uh, to the uh, uh, a tomato yeah. bin. Yeah. And she pulled out a tomato, and she looked at it, and she tossed it back in. She tossed it back in. She should be banished. And I'm like, ah, she touched that, and she's got that scooter thing that's, it's not her own. Right. It's the one that everybody's using. Right. And, and is, has it been sanitized? Has it not been sanitized? Who knows? Did she wash her hands? Did she breathe on it? Because it's not like I'm going to take that tomato and then, you know, cook it at two, three hundred degrees. I'm no, not going to bake gonna it. just slice it and put it on a sandwich. Exactly. So yeah. now, now, I, I've, I'm, I have a quandary. And then I'm thinking back, well, how many other people have touched my tomato? And then I'm, and I mean, you know, there could have been fifty people, and probably were touching my tomato. Probably were. And and how do you wash a tomato? How do you wash a tomato? Well, you know, with any luck, you can rinse it off, but that's not going to do it. Rinsing isn't going to get rid I, of a I germ. Know. That's what I'm saying. So so then I stopped eating tomatoes. Jeez, I man. did. Honest to God, if it, if I, if I wasn't cooking it uh, for a while, I wasn't eating it. Yeah. So yeah. I, it 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 was. Well, did did you do that with other things? Um, I mean, tomatoes the worst because at least with like a yeah a lime or or a you know a coconut an, yeah <laughs> you no. drink it all up yeah no you um yeah, yeah you can get around it with most other things but a tomato is a tomato is a tomato that's yeah. it yeah. it's it's you know whoever has touched that tomato yeah uh, that's it now because you, you're not going to peel it you but you could all you could always go no you can't peel a tomato well you can you can sure uh, anyway so you know, then and then and then you know it's like uh well why should i why should i buy a pack of pre-packed tomatoes and then how many people touched it to pre-pack it you know, in the factory. Yeah, and, there's a, and, there comes a point in this conversation where you begin to overthink it. You realize I, I, I was, I was standing, yeah, I was I, literally, I, I was standing there for ten minutes, yeah, yeah, no. staring at these tomatoes, and finally just decided, I am not giving up tomatoes. I'm just, I'm not getting until a tomato. This is all over. Um, and then, well, this is not a commercial for Lynchburg Community Market, but it should be. Then. Uh, at when 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 they uh, started you know changed changed up how they did things yeah only the farmer who pretty much was probably the guy that picked it yeah only the farmer would handle the the uh, the produce. produce and would bag it up for you yeah. and would hand it to you and they were wearing gloves so that made me feel a lot better so I could I could start eating tomatoes Thank again. God you could sleep at night again <laughs> that's, that's the way I've been doing it ever since I know, man. as far you. as you know. 
Um, all right. Uh, coming up on uh, the program, we've got your news. We've got your not headline news. That's all on the way. Uh, five random facts on the way as well. This portion of the broadcast. Are you dribbling? Yeah, I got a drinking problem. <laughs> this portion of the program is brought to you in part by Jersey Mike Subs. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. How about this for a New Year's resolution? Invest in your home. Update that kitchen and bathroom with a visit to Stonecrafters. According to Realtors, homes with updated kitchens and bathrooms sell 54% faster and for more money. Plus, you have to live there, and there's no greater investment, especially right now, than your own home. Stonecrafters has the largest selection of stone in stock, rows and rows towering throughout their factory direct warehouse. Plus, a great selection of remnants in stock, too, that can save you money. And right now, for a limited time, Stonecrafters will give you a free vanity top for your bathroom or bar with the purchase and installation of your new kitchen from Stonecrafters. Visit Stonecrafters for details. 3678 Manita Road in Bedford, StonecraftersVA.com. And they do it all from start to finish, from laser measuring your space, designing your project, cutting your stone right there in their warehouse, and installing your new kitchen and bathroom in days. For custom countertops and cabinetry, there's only one choice, Stonecrafters. Your satisfaction is guaranteed in stone. From brand new to lightly used, CMA's Honda of Lynchburg's got you covered. Shop our growing selection today and find our best deals on our entire inventory. That's savings on every single vehicle. And on our used cars, take three days to love it or leave it. Plus, we'll buy your current vehicle. Trade in with us and get an unbeatable offer. Start shopping and saving today. CMA's Honda of Lynchburg. Owners just care more. Broadcasting from the Stonecrafters Studios. For custom countertops and cabinetry, shop Stonecrafters' incredible inventory at their factory direct warehouse, 3678 Manita Road, Bedford. Online at StonecraftersVA.com. KHF. This is not headline news. Kevin Costner's divorce is finalized. She gets his money from baseball hat movies. He gets his money from cowboy hat movies. Russia is developing a secret missile that can shoot down satellites. For more details, watch every James Bond movie. A new study says movie theater seats can have 14 times more bacteria than a toilet seat. And thanks to the latest handful of superhero movies, there's just as much crap coming off the screen. And a class at the University of Iowa is using Pokemon Go to teach math. Just in case you're wondering why you don't have your flying car yet. This is not Headline News. Great. The nice. Mike Show. Hi, everybody. It's uh, so darned uh, good to see you. Uh, and uh, and so happy that you could uh, join us. Now, speaking of the... Uh, I have the story. I have the full story yeah. uh, about the... About... Wait. About the, uh, the, the, the bacteria uh, in the uh, movie theaters. I think I may need a kidney transplant. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, this study, as 
uh, as mentioned by Billy Big Voice, uh, the new study looked at the top bacteria hotspots in movie theaters and found the average seat has, get this, 1,864 colonies of bacteria. Uh, and one of them is New Jersey. <laughs> That's 14 times more than the average toilet seat. And actually, toilet seats are pretty clean. Uh, one spot was even more disgusting than the seat it, itself. Which was? The cup holders. Ugh. It had an average of 2,396 colonies of bacteria. were 18 times more than a toilet seat. Um, no! Yeah. Yeah. The good news is most of the bacteria they found was pretty harmless and not the kind that makes a lot of people sick. But even though those numbers may seem high, your average kitchen sponge... Oh, ah, I think I may need a kidney transplant. It's actually grosser than that. I hate the kitchen sponge. The kitchen sponge is, I, I is take, nasty. Okay. I take a brand new kitchen sponge out. Every, of course you do. Every time. You're a germaphobe. And, every and time. And you're probably right. But, but the problem is Tab doesn't. So I, I don't know what dishes. It really doesn't I, matter then. It, well, and, and, and I think about it like this. If it's, you know, if it's the, uh, the pots and pans. Those things are getting superheated, you know, up to you know, yeah. two, three hundred degrees. Uh, so it's going to kill whatever's well, but in the, there. The kitchen sponge gets soaped <sighs> occasionally, doesn't it? Yeah, it does get soap, but uh, you said tab without doing the sound effect. Uh, I did say tab without doing the sound effect. <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, what else is in the news? Wow. Yeah, I don't believe it. What? I don't believe it. What? According to this, uh, the hardest working city in America is Washington, D.C. I said Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. Um, and laughter effective in that. According to the study, WalletHub compared the uh, 130, or 116 biggest cities in the U.S. using 11 key metrics which didn't have to overcompensate for all the slackers at the Capitol who don't, don't get anything done. Um, for the study, Wallet, Her- Wallet Hub uh, did these metrics, like employment rates, average work week hours, volunteer hours, percentage of unused vacation time, and the average commute. So based on the 10 hardest working cities, based on that, here are the 10 hardest working cities. Uh, as mentioned, Washington, D.C. was number one. Okay. Irving, Texas, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Virginia Beach, Anchorage, Alaska, Norfolk, Virginia. For the da- Navy. That's yep. a lot of Navy stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, Virginia Beach, and, and Norfolk, yeah. uh, Hampton Roads area in yeah. general. Dallas, uh, San Francisco, Denver, and Austin, Texas. Hmm. Uh, there were nine Texas cities in the top 20. Huh. The laziest city? Let's have it. Burlington, Vermont. Uh, uh, yeah, now they're just up there to get stoned. <laughs> now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, don't don't take this out on the hardworking uh, hardworking employees at Burlington Coat Factory. That bu- that business was founded in New Jersey. Um, Detroit is the second laziest, followed by Buffalo. Interestingly, it's too cold to do anything in Buffalo. <laughs> interestingly, the city that never sleeps, New York City. New York City. Uh, might be doing uh, a little too much partying. It's 99th out of 116 
uh, for in terms hard, of hard working, hard working, following those eleven key metrics. Wow. Overall, they say the average U.S. worker puts in about one thousand eight hundred eleven hours per year. That's eleven. What is that? Eleven uh, or eighteen? Eleven. Uh, one thousand eight hundred eleven hours per year. Uh, Two hundred and four hours more than the average uh, in uh, Japan. Hello. Hi. Uh, and uh, two hundred seventy-nine more than the UK, Hello. and and four hundred and seventy so, more than Germany. The thing about this: a forty-hour work week, I believe, ends up to two thousand eighty hours a year. Does it? It does, because I used to have to figure that out. And well, then, but then you got to take your vacation time and your yeah. But you're still your if you're if time you're, but if you're averaging eighteen hundred hours yeah out of a two thousand eighty that's. Yeah. Eh, it's not working that hard. Well, it's working harder than Germany. I can tell you that. Yeah. America isn't the most hardest working country, though. It's okay. Colombia. Oh, they, yeah. Well, they, sure. They work more than 2,400 hours per year. In the coca fields. Mexico is second. 2,226 hours huh. uh, per year in huh. Mexico. Um. All right. Even Come with up. all those siestas, huh? <laughs> I guess. I I want to take a siesta right now. I could do it. All right. Coming up, uh, we are going to get so much smarter, more smarter with your five random more facts. Smarter. Uh, this portion of the broadcast, though, is brought to you by the YMCA of Central Virginia. This is Ed. Ed loves the Y. Ed's buddy joined the Y because Ed told him how great the Y is. Now Ed and his buddy both save 20% off of their monthly dues. Ed and his buddy are getting healthy together. Ed refers his other buddies to the Y, too. Now Ed and two of his best buddies are saving on their monthly membership. And you can, too. Not a member? Join today with a friend and you'll both save like Ed. Be healthy. Be active. Be like Ed. Refer a friend to the Y and save. Berg Burritos is back at Cafe Rodora, 1103C Church Street in downtown Lynchburg. The best burritos in the Berg, with over a dozen different creations to satisfy. For breakfast, check out The Break, a burrito with bacon, scrambled eggs, tater tots, Monterey cheese, sliced avocado, and salsa verde. Or the Chicken Break Burrito, with adobo chicken, scrambled egg, tater tots, Monterey cheese, sliced avocado, and habanero barbecue sauce. How about the Steak Break, a burrito served with thinly sliced ribeye over scrambled eggs, provolone cheese, avocado, tater tots, and salsa verde. Each just $10. Order online for fast and easy pickup at redoraspecialty.com forward slash cafe or just Google Berg Burritos. Check out their menu and expanded hours for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Berg Burritos. Inside Cafe Redora, 1103C Church Street, downtown Lynchburg. The best burritos in the Berg. Hi, I'm Megan Huffman with Share Greater Lynchburg. Share is an online platform that helps neighbors discover ways to support, serve, or shop for over 150 local area nonprofits all in one place, 365 days a year. You can learn more at sharegreaterlynchburg.org. Coming to you live from the Stonecrafter Studios. For custom countertops and cabinetry, shop Stonecrafters' incredible inventory at their Factory Direct Warehouse, 3678 Manita Road, Bedford. Online at stonecraftersva.com. K-H-F. And now it's time for five random, random, random facts. Yep, that time of the day we cram your head full of usable information. You can tell it back wherever the heck you happen to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know where you go or what you do, and quite frankly, it's really none of our business. But 
if you say any of these five random facts back. Somebody in the room is bound to say... One of those was a cat. All Owen Wilson. That is amazing. I haven't heard that one yeah. before. Uh, so, yeah, we added that uh, because that, that was the companion to the story that uh-huh. he made. He's made over $135,000 just saying the word wow. In his career. In his career. Huh. That was that was a snippet of how many times that man has said that wow. That was about $40,000. On camera. Yeah. Camera. That's All right, amazing. here we go. Number one. All right. Hum, Croatia. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's H-U-M. So, Hum, Croatia, is the smallest town in the world. The town is smaller than a football field. Huh. And has a population... Hum. hum, And has a population of just two dozen people. Still, Hum has a museum, an inn, two churches, and even a unique liqueur called Biska, which can't be found anywhere else in the world. That's fascinating. Isn't it? Don't you want to go to Hum? I do want to go to Hum and and let's and Hum out loud. Now, now I want to look up Hum. Yeah, and see. I wonder if it's whom. It could be whom. Whom. Well, now, now I'm I'm almost tempted to. uh, Let's see. Here's the view of Hum. Uh, I'm almost tempted to to look this up even further. Uh, Share screen. So if you're watching us on our Facebook Live. Uh, that's at the Mike Show VA. You can check out Hum. Hmm. Uh, there, it's pretty. Yeah, H U M, right yeah. there. Yeah, uh, you can see it on the screen. Smallest town in the world. Smallest town in the world. Oh, that's. I guess that's their flag. They have their own flag. Yeah, I, I guess. I'm hmm. assuming. Yeah. All right, so there. Very cool. There's there. <laughs> there is Hum. Yeah. Uh, at least one of two churches, I believe. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see. Number two. Two. Vanna White has worn a different dress on every single episode of Wheel of Fortune. More than 7,000 altogether, but she doesn't get to keep them. Well, she doesn't have a closet big enough for that. (laughs) Why would she do that? Why wouldn't she occasionally repeat one? I don't know. I mean, even Alex Trebek wore the same tie occasionally. Well, but that's Alex Trebek. And and, uh, what's his name? Who who does the wheel? Pat Sajak? Yeah, Pat. Pat wears the exact same clothes every time. Is that true? Yeah, the exact same clothes. That's the, the polar opposite. <laughs> polar opposite of Vanna White. That's hysterically we even Same underwear. Um, mm. Number three, if you made five... This is, this is how big a billion dollars is. All right. Okay? All right. If you made $5,000 a day yeah. since Christopher Columbus first arrived in America... Yeah. 1492 or thereabouts. Uh-huh. You still would not have $1 billion today. Huh. If you made five grand a day, a day, you would finally get there in 2040. That That's amazing. Yeah. Now, this is, this is without compounding. Okay. There's no, there's no interest. Right. It's, it's just, just five flat dollars a day. Five, five thousand. What? Yeah. Five, five thousand dollars a 5, day. Five thousand flat dollars a day. 
since Christopher Columbus first arrived in America in 1492. You still would not have a billion dollars That's today. staggering. And so can you imagine then the trillion and hundreds of trillion dollar deficit that we're living under now that our grandchildren are living under now, now. they'll never it'll never be no, paid no, no. Uh, number four there were proposals in the 1600s to use an upside down or crooked exclamation point as a way to show that the sentence was ironic or sarcastic. If only they knew how valuable that why, would be. Why didn't Why didn't they yeah. adopt that? That would, we should so have that. Because I mean, now we're just texting, and it would be so great. Yeah. And and now so have, pe- people yeah. get confused because they can't hear sarcasm in a text. Correct. So you have to add emojis to it. Uh, you know. So if if only. Yeah. Uh, and then number five. Uh, there. Do you believe believe it or not? There's actually a patron saint of television. <laughs> Yeah, it's Norman Lear. Saint elsewhere. <laughs> no, it's Saint Saint Clair of Assisi. Saint Clair of Assisi. Mm-hmm. Saint Clair of Assisi. Huh. The Pope made her the patron saint of television in 1958. And uh, there you wow. go. Wow, black and white TV. Yeah. <laughs> Those are your five random facts. Let's play the outro. Let's do. This has been today's edition of. No. Is the Mike Show? It's the, today's what? Uh, it's Tuesday. Tuesday the twentieth. Yep. So I'm gonna bounce so I can go walk my dog Bagel. All right, go walk the dog, and and, and you have a great day. Have a great week. Thanks, and man. I I'll see you next week. We'll see you next if week. If not before. Yep. Uh, let's do this first. This portion of the broadcast is brought to you in part by uh, CMA's Honda of Lynchburg. Looking for a dealership you can trust? CMA's Honda of Lynchburg is here for you. Our legacy of quality service speaks for itself. Drive away today in a Honda that's perfect for you. Trusted by the Lynchburg community for years. CMA's Honda of Lynchburg. Owners just care more. Join us down at the Lynchburg Community Market and experience all that one of the nation's oldest farmer's markets has to offer. Grab some lunch from our restaurants and shops or shop from our awesome selection of artisan, handmade goods in our crafters gallery. Swing by on Saturday to check out our farmer's market where you can shop from the freshest selection of local grown produce, meats, and more. The Lynchburg Community Market, located in downtown Lynchburg on the corner of 12th and Main Street. Open Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 2 year round. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Lynchburg Community Market. Three Roads Brewery is Lynchburg's gathering spot. Enjoy the relaxed open atmosphere of the Lynchburg Tap Room with plenty of space to unwind or outside on their expansive patio with friends and the entire family. Check out Three Roads games, arcade style, darts, and more. And of course, an excellent selection of craft beers brewed on site. Grab a Three Roads today at their tap room, 1300 Court Street, downtown Lynchburg, their tap room in Farmville, or anywhere they serve great beer. Three Roads is also available at area convenience stores and supermarkets. And if they don't carry Three Roads, ask them to. Brewing Community, Three Roads Brewery. Broadcasting from the Stonecrafters Studios. For custom countertops and cabinetry, shop Stonecrafters' incredible inventory at their factory direct warehouse, 3678 Manita Road, Beth Online at StonecraftersVA.com. KHF. It is the Mike Show. Uh, it's the uh, Tuesday edition of the program. That brings us Megan Huffman from Share Greater Lynchburg. Uh, each and every Tuesday. Hi, Megan. Hello. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning. Uh, doing really, really well. And we've got uh, Mr. Bilbo Dine over there. Hello. And then uh, you, each and every Tuesday, you bring us a guest. And today is no exception. Who'd you bring? Yes, I'm delighted to have um, Maria and Carrington from the Harvest Outreach Center here with us. They're one of our early um, 
organizations that join Share Greater Lynchburg, and we're so grateful that they're in, involved with Share. And uh, we just wanted to provide this opportunity for the community to learn more about the the good work that they're doing every day in this in this region, and um, also just how we as a community can support the work that they're doing. So I'll toss it over to Maria and Carrington. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Uh, we really appreciate you taking some time uh, to do that. Uh, so tell us about Harvest Outreach Center. Well, Harvest is a nonprofit that was started actually in Gladys, Virginia, so a very small community in Campbell County. We first started, we were founded by a licensed professional counselor named Martha Hauk. She's now retired, and myself, I was a fifth grade teacher. And we, we saw the need for school-based mental health services. Um, but we first had to start, and we started with two students, and we began counseling and mentoring with those two students about 19 years ago. Today, we serve more than 350 students in school-based mental health on any given day. And that is tremendous. Now, is it, uh, has it grown beyond uh, Campbell County? Yes, it has. Maria, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, so um, we actually are now working in Lynchburg City Schools as well, and um, we're really excited. They are also operating um, through a grant that they've received, and we're providing services to them. In addition to Campbell County Public Schools, also received a really nice school-based mental health grant that we have been able to continue providing services to a lot of kids in Campbell County as well. So we are in both of those divisions, and it's just been a wonderful working relationship and we've been able to really reach a lot of kids that we wouldn't typically be able to reach because of funding issues. Um, they Both of those divisions received a school-based mental health grant that has allowed us to really expand our services outside of Medicaid. And we've been able to work with kids that um, maybe wouldn't have been able to get the service without that. Um, so that's been a really exciting opportunity. It's been really challenging to be able to continue to provide um, school-based services. The insurance companies, uh, Medicaid, there's been a lot of issues with that funding and there's been a lot of cutbacks. And so um, it's, you know, there's a lot of agencies that just haven't been able to continue to do school-based mental health services and rightfully so. Um, but with the support of grants and um, just really good partnerships, we've been able to find a way to continue to provide that service. And it's just been so needed to not just support the kids, which is a, a really big part of it, but also supporting the teachers and the school administrators and the staff who are dealing with so much during this time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about some of the services that you provide uh, to uh, to the kids. Yeah. So we um, we have a grant program called Social Emotional Behavior Supports, and then we have a program funded through Medicaid called Therapeutic Day Treatment. And we have staff that are qualified mental health professionals that are working in the schools. They have um, caseloads of kids that they work with. So school administrator, teachers, they identify kids that could benefit from the service. They could be having some um, some emotional problems, some behavioral problems. Sometimes, you know, a child uh, might be struggling with um, being able to transition or being able to even attend in class, struggling with issues with peers um, and struggling with issues with authority and with teachers. And so our staff um, are qualified mental health professionals. They receive clinical supervision every week, sometimes twice a week. And they're going into the classrooms and they're working with the kids and problem solving. They're identifying maybe where some kids are lagging in skills. And we work to help build those skills. So we teach them these skills. 
um, we have a classroom within every school building and we pull kids into this classroom and we give them some time. Maybe they need to deescalate for a little bit. Um, maybe they're, you know, maybe they got triggered by something that happened in the classroom or peer or something. So they, we pull them into the classroom and we help give them a safe place, a safe uh, place to deescalate. Um, and then we help process and then help problem solve. We role play with them um, to kind of simulate a situation that they may encounter when they go back into the classroom and we have staff that then follow them back in. So our goal is to really be able to support kids um, who are struggling to remain in the school setting to be able to stay there by giving them the extra support that they need. Well, in addition to uh, the school-based programs, uh, you you guys have uh, some summer programs as well. Yes, we do. So, um, and also I mentioned that we do provide outpatient services in the school setting as well, which has been really helpful to be able to have to like to eliminate parents from always having to pick their kid up from school, transport them to an office. Um, I'm sorry, let me just pull this back up. Um, We lost you for a second. Can you guys see us? Yes, we can see you. I just need to get right back to, to it. We can't see you. Let's see. It. We're, we're not making faces at you or anything. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, we provide um, services um, in the schools for kids to receive outpatient um, in the schools, so they don't have to, um, so they don't have to miss out on school and then maybe sometimes not go back just for their appointment. Okay. And so yeah, that's I, been great as well. But I we think, do um, Sorry. I think I met you, Carrington, when I was down there. I used to run the Greater Lynchburg Community Foundation, came down a couple of times. And the facility that you have right there in Gladys, right near William Campbell High School, is a beautiful spot. And, I mean, I ju- it just struck me what a peaceful place that is for people to come and um, and relax and, and you know, and, and get treatment for, for whatever is bothering them. And I remember you used to have a Hobbit house there. Do you, they, do you still have that? Yes, actually, thanks to the Plymouth Foundation, um, yeah. I, I remember the visit well. And our first ever grant we received was from Youth Philanthropy. Actually, mm-hmm. I remember that greenhouse mm-hmm. and for the playground as well. Yeah, and the Hobbit House was used for for outpatient counseling. Yeah, so what we what were, a nice facility! I remember it well. Thank you, thank you. Yes. I served on the um, on that committee once when I was in high school. Oh, you did? Yes. Well, we must have yeah. met them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. But yeah, so we do have a summer program and um, that is just such a crucial time for us because it's really hard for us to um, get funding for that program, but it's so important for us to be able to continue to provide services to the kids during the summer. It's honestly like, the most important because they don't have that school structure. They don't have that support. They don't have the meals. Um, they don't have like the socialization and those things that they need. And so we do work really hard to be able to provide a summer program to the kids. Um, and that is, um, we get some funding for that through Medicaid, but um, we are always trying to expand that so we can serve more kids um, that may not get funded by Medicaid um, or just that don't have Medicaid. Um, and so that's something that we are um, working hard on. We 
um, do community outings with them. We work on their ability to be able to function in the community, to be able to do things like going to the movies and sitting through a movie. It sounds like something that most kids would be able to do, but it's something that our, the kids we serve, they typically struggle with things like that. Um, and so we work on, you know, just some of the socializations, what's appropriate. Um, and that's something that is so important that we can continue that. We also do some things um, in the school setting as far as just practicing like walking through the hallway and uh, practicing just being in a school and trying to keep those skills consistent throughout the summer. So that way it's not that really hard transition back um, when the school year starts. Um, so that is something that we are always looking to get um, some support for funding for that. Um, so we can be able to continue to provide that because we also transport the kids to and from the summer program, which is a huge expense with the amount of vehicles that we need, gas, um, and the maintenance of that, drivers. Um, so that is definitely something that has been, it's its a financial burden for us every summer. Mm-hmm. About, uh, about how many kids do you serve uh, for that program? Yep. So anywhere from like 100 to 120 or so um, is what we're you know typically able to serve. Um, but we, you know, the more that we can get funding, the more we could possibly expand that to be able to serve more kids in the summer. All right. Very, very cool. Um, what all do you need? Uh, do you need volunteers? Uh, and and I, I understand that you're looking to uh, hire some folks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we um, we are always hiring because we're always growing and adding on more kids. And so um, you have to um, be a qualified mental health professional, which means that you just pre- you need a bachelor's degree that is in the field. It could be human services, psychology, um, counseling, early childhood education. Those are all things that um, would work for us to be able to have you apply to the Department of Health Professions um, to be a qualified a qualified mental health professional. Um, we do, we have the ability with grants to hire some employees that don't have a bachelor's degree. Maybe they're working on that. Maybe they are, um, you know, or just maybe they did, took a different path and they don't have that. And so we have some positions available um, where it doesn't require that. Um, and then we're always looking for licensed mental health professionals. So residents in counseling, LPCs, and we provide free supervision. Um, so we're always looking for that as well. And as far as just like extra resources. Um, we could always, I mean, there are some things that people wanted to volunteer. I think we could use some support with, but mostly I think it's just the donations so we can continue to be able to fund and provide these services to kids, especially during the summer. Well, thank you for, uh, for sharing all of that. And uh, folks can learn more if you uh, go to sharegreaterlynchburg.org uh, and uh, type in Harvest Outreach Center. Uh, you can learn all about uh, that, that organization. You can find all the links and locations uh, for Harvest Outreach Center as well. Uh, check out their video. Check out all the information that's there. And uh, certainly reach out to them. So, Megan. Yes. Well, I think this is a perfect um, segue because uh, Harvest Outreach Center, for example, has received funding from the Greater Lynchburg Community Foundation before. We talked about the Youth Philanthropy Council and the Plymouth Foundation, all of which sits underneath the Greater Lynchburg Community Foundation. So I would encourage uh, Maria and Carrington to apply for our spring spring grant funding. The deadline is March 15th. And um, it sounds like that would uh, the summer program would be a great thing to um, ask for funding for this summer. So this is a perfect marriage of the work we do here with Share Greater Lynchburg and spreading the word and reminding folks about GLCF and all that we have to offer. So we have, um, we're really excited. The Youth Philanthropy Council that you all were referencing has just made their decisions on where a $10,000 and a $5,000 
$1,000 grant will be donated. And we're sending out a press release this morning to announce um, where those funds are have been um, distributed. And we're having a ceremony on March 20th at CVCC to uh, recognize the students who have participated in that council this year and the organizations that are the recipients. So be on the lookout in the media for that. Um, for YBC, it's 27 um, local high school high schoolers in the region have come together and they've done tours and interviews and they've um, ranked their order of who they'd like to fund. And, and through that process, they've selected a $10,000 and a $5,000 recipient. And we're so grateful to the Wells um, Fargo Foundation um, for supporting that. And um, also we have March excuse me, February 28th, the, um, at the end of February, the Century Fund is application is due. That's a $100,000 grant that's given out every year for a transformative project that a nonprofit is doing. Um, typically, those that are working on capital projects or finishing off a major campaign, um, those kinds of programs are really um great fit for the Century Fund. And that deadline, again, is February 28th. And then our, our standard spring um, funding cycle is March 15th, that deadline. that All that information can be found online as well. Um, over at Share Greater Lynchburg, we are gearing up for our programming and we have a um, Lunch and learn tomorrow at Vector Space. It's we're we're full to capacity for our folks who are going to be coming to that to tour the new facility at Vector Space. And we have our spring mixer coming up on March 6th. So there'll be more information about that in our newsletter this week. But thank you all um, so much for having us today and um, appreciate learning more about Harvest Outreach Center and how we as a community can support and help you all. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Thank you guys. Absolutely. And thank you for taking time. We really appreciate uh, learning about your organization. Uh, and as mentioned, visit sharegreaterlynchburg.org. Uh, you can find out about 172. I got the count wrong on the crawl. Megan, we usually update that. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but 172 nonprofit organizations uh, are represented on the SHARE platform. And if you are part of a nonprofit organization within the area, uh, it is absolutely positively free to uh, to have a place on the SHARE platform. Uh, folks can learn more about your organization. You can provide links and needs, whether those needs are employees or whether those needs are volunteers, monetary donations or donations of items. You can do all that on the SHARE Greater Lynchburg platform. Uh, right there, it's one-stop shopping for, uh, for nonprofits uh, within our region and gro- 172 and growing. This yeah, is that's that's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Carrington and Maria, nice to see you both again. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the good work you do. Thank you. And, and thank you. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, uh, we've got your audio vault that is all on the way. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Megan Huffman with Share Greater Lynchburg. Share is an online platform that helps neighbors discover ways to support, serve, or shop for over 150 local area nonprofits all in one place, 365 days a year. You can learn more at sharegreaterlynchburg.org. 
Berg Burritos is back at Cafe Rodora, 1103C Church Street in downtown Lynchburg. The best burritos in the Berg, with over a dozen different creations to satisfy. How about the Faux-Rito, seasoned deep-fried tofu, shaved ribeye and sautéed red peppers and onions, fried glass noodles, cucumbers, and bean sprouts with sweet chili sauce mixed inside. Or the Tort Burrito, a limited-time burrito with spicy deep-fried cheese tortellini, adobo chicken, red peppers, and house-made queso. How about the carnita? Slow-cooked pork carnitas with seasoned rice, black beans, shredded red cabbage, Monterey cheese, and corn pico. Order online for fast and easy pickup at redoraspecialty.com forward slash cafe or just Google Berg Burritos. Check out their menu and expanded hours for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Berg Burritos, inside Cafe Redora, 1103C Church Street, downtown Lynchburg. The best burritos in the Berg. Coming to you live from the Stonecrafter Studios. For custom countertops and cabinetry, shop Stonecrafters' incredible inventory at their factory direct warehouse, 3678 Manita Road, Bedford. Online at StonecraftersVA.com. KHF! All right, let's open it up. It is your audio vault for today. Our collection of bits and clips and viral audio for your ear holes. I think you may like it. All right, uh... <laughs> Madam or Madame Webb, the latest project from Sony and Marvel's collaborative Spider-Verse films, flopped at the box office over the holiday weekend after receiving negative reviews in the lead-up to its premiere. But now, theaters are stuck showing it. <laughs> they need your help. Uh, here is, is our spoof commercial, uh, enhancing, enhanced with the monotone acting skills of Dakota Johnson, by the way. Here. In theaters now. Madam Webb. Dakota Johnson is a paramedic whose power to see into the future unleashes a deadly adversary and... Okay, it's more superhero garbage. I don't understand what's happening. Honestly, theaters need your business. Have you been inside one lately? We're so empty the library across the street mocks us. We're like Sears with a butter pump. What the hell? So help us out, people. Or if you need a place to be alone, this is the movie for you. Madam Webb, now showing. It's like Sears with a butter pump. Here, hold on. I have to add that. Uh, like Sears with a butter pump. It's like Sears with a butter pump. Okay. Anywho, um... So CSI Vegas returned this weekend, and to celebrate, the franchise is introducing some other spin-off CSIs. Tonight on CSI Library, Maxine and Josh track down an overdue copy of Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Catherine saves a homeless person overdosing in the bathroom without disturbing the other homeless people overdosing in the bathroom. Then chaos erupts during a reading of Cat in the Hat, forcing the entire team to deploy as emergency shushers. That's tonight on CSI Library. (laughs) All right, but that's not the only new uh, CSI spinoff. From the makers of all the other CSIs comes CSI Public Park. Catherine and Bo intervene when tempers flare after Tai Chi for seniors books the gazebo at the same time as mom yoga. 
Gus makes two D-bags playing ultimate frisbee. Party's over, dude. Put on their shirts. And Christopher busts a graffiti ring defacing the blacktop. But it's hopscotch, mister. Tell it to the judge, kid. That's tonight on CSI Public Park. Yeah, I think, I think I'm not watching either one. All right. Uh, here's another conspiracy somebody came up with. Uh, that The refrigerators at Walgreens are scanning us. They're scanning us to see if we've been vaccinated. And soon, they'll only open for people who are. This is all based on nothing, of course, but that didn't stop this guy from going public with his theory. So they look like normal shelves, but every single one of them has infrared scanning sensors right here for your forehead, right? If you don't have the mark later on, you won't be able to buy or sell unless you scan your hand on this. And this is all just the beginning, certificate of vaccine ID, COVID. You won't be able to buy or sell unless you can prove that you're fully vaccinated. They're going to collapse the economies and then bring in digital currency. The stage is set. Uh, Okay. All right. So... Uh, a college baseball... Oh, by the way, um, the, it says here, of note, the real reason Walgreens added scanners to those fridges, uh, which happened before the uh, pandemonium, by the way, is to track what we buy so they get us to spend more. Uh-huh. A, um, how do you pronounce his name? I can't pronounce that. And and I did I did proof it. Mescalangio, Mescalangio. Anyway, college baseball player uh, made his debut for uh, Sacramento State last Friday. He got hit by a pitch seven times in his first eight at bats. Here's the announcer. First pitch just hit Masiangelo. Masiangelo. Hit for the second time. This one skips in and it got him again. May have got him on the bounce before it hit him this time, but Masiangelo was hit for the third time today. And he just got hit again. That's the fourth time he's been hit today, and he just got hit again. You really can't make these stories up. How was your debut as a Hornet? I got hit by a pitch five times. Did he just get hit again? He did. The first pitch just got hit again. That's an RBI, so congratulations on your first RBI as a Hornet, but he just got hit again, and that hit him. Angelo got hit again, so now that is now eight times in nine at bat. Wow. Okay, well, it, it probably didn't help that he had a target painted on his arm. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't. Uh, it was during a doubleheader, and then he also got hit in his first at bat the next day. So it was really eight of his first nine. Uh, one was the uh, with the bases loaded, so it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't? Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, five cyclists were attacked by a cougar in the state of Washington and only survived because they were uh, able to pin it down with a bike. Here's one of the cyclists and Sergeant Carlo Pace with the Fish and Wildlife Police commenting on what happened. I'm shocked. Never heard of attack of cyclists. The uh, Fish and Wildlife officer uh, shot and killed this cougar before it could do more damage. Uh, they held now with mountain bike. I don't know how they did it, but they did. So you want to act big, you want to make noise. You want to act large. You want to fight back if you're attacked. Oh, my. Um, so uh, this lady, uh, this English woman, uh, from uh, from cougars to badgers, she came home from work to find that her home was totally destroyed. And there was a hole burrowed into her pantry. Here's Charlotte Glazier finding her wrecked home and finding out 
that it was a badger that did it. Hello, badger. What a mess you made, badger. Just sort of mindless vandalism, I think, is the only way to describe that. Totally trashed all of the back. Hello! Okay. Um, here we go. The University of Iowa is offering a pokey math course that combines video games with math. Here's the course instructor, Kittrick Fignard, talking about why they chose Pokemon Go to teach math. Students seem to really enjoy using Pokemon to motivate mathematics, and it drew them into the the math of Pokemon Go, but then also sent them out and they started to see the math in other areas of their life. It includes some walking around. It's not super intensive with like video gamey stuff and, and sort of technical ability and it's free. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're going to skip that, skip that. I'm skipping that. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to this. Um, who says playing video games is a waste of time? William Byron won yesterday's Daytona 500, and he admitted after the win that he's not the typical champion. I can't believe it, man. It's uh, This is incredible. I had a much different background than you know anybody in the sport growing up, racing on iRacing on the computer. And to make it to the Daytona 500 and win the race is pretty amazing. So honestly, it hasn't really sunk in. It's the craziest race. I mean, we're two and three wide all day. It's, it takes everything you have, so it's pretty cool. All right. Uh, we wrap up Audio Vault with a comedian, and today is no exception. Now, how do you pronounce his name? Bo. Bo? Bo. <laughs> Thank you. Here's comedian Tyler Bo on techno music. We all know, if you've heard one techno song, you've heard them all. They all sound exactly the same. It's just... <laughs> right, and they have some kind of, like, really repetitive little melody over the top. Just over and over and But they all have that same formula. But my favorite part of any techno song is about three-quarters of the way through the song when they do that breakdown, where they drop the beat out, right? And then they slowly build it back up. Right. Everybody knows it's coming. I would love that if that happened more often in other songs. Right. The tail end of a church service. Right. They get that song they're passing around the collection plate. Oh. church is awesome. Where do you go? Techno church? It's an $8 cover, but it's worth it. All right, that's your audio vault for today. Let's reach over here and lovingly grab the handle. Uh, go ahead, but firmly, give it a tug. There we go. Keep all that sound inside. Um, coming up, we are going to get, uh, well, really, really stupid with your stupid criminals in the news. This portion of the broadcast is brought to you in part by YMCA of Central Virginia. This is Ed. Ed loves the Y. Ed's buddy joined the Y because Ed told him how great the Y is. Now Ed and his buddy both save 20% off of their monthly dues. Ed and his buddy are getting healthy together. Ed refers his other buddies to the Y, too. Now Ed and two of his best buddies are saving on their monthly membership. And you can, too. Not a member? 
Join today with a friend and you'll both save like Ed. Be healthy, be active, be like Ed. Refer a friend to the Y and save. Hi, I'm Matt Bright, the new owner of CRI Digital Impressions. And I'm excited to announce a new chapter in the century-long history of CRI. Mutual Press was founded in 1927, and in 1973 it merged with CRI to become CRI Mutual Press. In 2002, it was renamed CRI Digital Impressions. I also own Bright Images, which has provided print and media services to the area since 1995. Yes, there is a new owner and a new location, but the same commitment to quality and service. In fact, quality and service are the cornerstones of my business philosophy. Quick turns and service with a smile. From business cards to banners and pamphlets to paperback books, we can provide all your printing needs. Call, visit us online, or stop by our location at 3022 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. We look forward to serving you. There's nothing like holding a freshly grilled Jersey Mike's cheesesteak. It's even better than holding a winning million-dollar lottery ticket. For starters, Uncle Sam takes half. Then you buy some useless stuff, like a tiny suit of armor for your cat. And before you know it, your sister's cousins and Uncle Frankie come knocking on your door for handouts. Bing, bang, boom, you're back to zero. So if you want to play a winning number, order a number 17 Mike's Famous Philly. Freshly grilled right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Coming to you live from the Stonecrafter Studios. For custom countertops and cabinetry, shop Stonecrafter's incredible inventory at their factory direct warehouse, 3678 Manita Road, Bedford. Online at StonecraftersVA.com. KHF! All right, let's get stupid. Your stupid criminals in the news. We told you about this story earlier in uh, Top List. The next time you get annoyed at a store clerk for allowing someone to break the 10 items or less express lane rule, consider this. There may be a chance they're being held at gunpoint. A man named Jesse Garrett was checking out at a a supermarket in Missouri last Tuesday when an employee confronted him. He was in the express lane for people who had 10 items or less, and he had much more than that. Rather than move, Jesse lifted his shirt and showed the employee a handgun in his waistband. The employee backed off. The store called 911. Police tracked Jesse down. He was still inside the store. He initially denied having a firearm, but police found a loaded gun stashed on a nearby store shelf behind some candy. Jesse admitted to brandishing the weapon, uh, but he said he did it playfully. Uh, (laughs) Okay. He also admitted to lying about having a gun, but he said he had a good reason. He's a convicted felon. He's not allowed to have a gun. Aha! Jesse's facing at least two charges, unlawfully possessing a firearm and unlawfully using a weapon. Both of those are felonies. How did he use the weapon? He showed it. He brandished it. Um, And then there is... This. Oh, this is gross. Um, a 60-year-old man. Now, by the way, he's six foot six, 250 pounds, and likes to go around wearing a kilt. Now, we know why. Uh, a 60-year-old man named Mitchell Vest is facing charges after he walked into two antique stores in Houston while wearing a kilt. And he shoved items up north. 
and then put them back on the shelf. Um, he did it with a makeup brush and two other items police described as a a hardware piece. <laughs> then at a second store, he he did it with an antique bottle opener <laughs> and some sort of vintage tobacco can. In total, the four items were valued at just over $200. They had to be thrown away. Employees also sanitized their other items just in case. I think I may need a kidney transplant. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like he was there with his wife. Workers said they'd seen them both before and described Mitchell as really nice. He's facing charges for criminal mischief. And it'll be hard to deny that he did it. There is security footage. Uh, here. <laughs> Good Lord. Right. Listen to this. Remember when I was disgusted? That night, uh, one of the dealers sent me a video that she had from a camera in her own booth. I think they've been in here before. The employees recognized them and said they were just, you know, the guy was really nice and she was nice and um, they just shopped around for a few hours. What did they do with those products? They threw them away mostly. Uh, there's good news in the world, thank God. And uh, we tell you the good news here because there is so much stupidity in the world. A digital designer who usually uh, charges hundreds of dollars for his work is going around and upgrading business flyers that he finds on the streets of New York City. And he's doing it for free. Here's Max uh, Kolomowski uh, walking through uh, how and why he's redesigning these lackluster flyers. So I've been redesigning signs in New York City without anyone asking me to. For instance, take this flyer that I found for Myra, the dog walker. In a city with a million signs on the street, Myra's design just doesn't pop. So I went ahead and made Myra a logo by modifying a vintage font. See, I don't know who Myra is, but hopefully after all this, the Myra brand, the empire, is going to be known by the whole neighborhood. Okay, there you go. That's the good news. Uh, This portion of the broadcast is brought to you by, and especially the good news, is brought to you by the United Way of Central Virginia. Last year, funded 25 different community agencies and 38 programs and provided $975,000 to our community to support these wonderful programs that services individuals in need. I am the change. And remember, you can also be the change by supporting United Way. Visit our website, be the change, and donate today. All right. Visit unitedwaycv.org. All right. Um, well, that is it. That is the program. We are back tomorrow. Goodbye. Don't come back. Now we're back tomorrow with another thrilling edition of The Mike Show. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning our way. And if you're listening in your car right now, thanks for the ride. Scotty, beat me up. We'll see you here again tomorrow. Who's going to do the dishes?